Hey guys, so today I wanted to talk about the battles that we have in our minds and how crippling they can be. And most of the time, the battles that we have going on in our mind, like we know aren't legit or worth the energy that we put into them, but they can be so loud sometimes in our head and it can be hard to reason or uh, really think about anything else um, when these battles are really kind of raging in our mind. And um, I had something recently that I've been struggling with, and it got me thinking there's so many things that we have to kind of get victory over in our minds. And it's different for everybody um, and even in your own life, there will be times that you struggle with something mentally and then other times where that particular thing that you used to struggle with, you don't anymore. Either you get victory over it or, you know, the season of life changes and you don't just, you don't struggle with that anymore. So I wanted to kind of talk to y'all today about how to gain victory over these battles that we have in our mind. I'm going to bring you four steps that can be applied to any battle that you are struggling with, any mental battle that you're struggling with. You can apply these four steps to help you gain victory over the war that's in your mind. I pray this episode blesses you. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mama of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us, and that's why I'm here. In 2017, we lost our four-year-old son, Sam, and it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. Okay, guys. So these mental battles that we have can be so hard to overcome. And even though we know that they really have no weight, um, if we say it out loud, when you're struggling with it in your mind, it can feel so real and so crippling. So I wanted to tell y'all a story of something that I have been struggling with lately and kind of the clarity I got around it. Uh, And that's kind of what inspired me to make this episode because I'm like, you know what, if I deal with this, then my friends on the other side of this mic probably deal with it too. And so I wanted to share with y'all the revelation that I got over my particular situation in order to inspire y'all to get victory over whatever it is that you're struggling with mentally. So in May, I turned 40 And 40 is one of those numbers where you hear so many people struggle with turning 40. And leading up to it, I was like, I'm excited to turn 40. 40 doesn't scare me. You know, I'm, I'm still young. Like 40 is no big deal. And so I turned 40. It was no big deal. It was awesome. I was excited to start this new decade of my life and excited for what God was going to do in the next Uh, 10 years of my life. Recently, though, 
I have really been struggling, guys. Like, so let me just kind of uh, invite you into my brain for a second. Now, don't be scared. <laughs> uh, it can be kind of scary. But let me just kind of tell y'all what I've been thinking, what I've really been struggling with mentally. I've been struggling with the fact that my life is statistically half over. You know, if I live to 80 something, then that means I've already lived half my life. So that's struggle number one that I've been going through. And struggle number two is that, and again, I'm going to say it out loud and you're going to be like, Courtney, that's not true. But remember what I said, (laughs) that in your mind, these things seem so hard and so real when you say it out loud. It's like, okay, I know that's not true, but it still doesn't take the struggle away, right? So uh, another thing I've been struggling with is that I'll never feel the way I did in my 20s. That was like my, the peak of like my health, right? And the way I can move. And um, I'll never be that um, healthy again. Like that was it. That was the peak. Uh, it's just downhill from here, right? So those are the things I've been struggling with. And I think that part of the reason that I've really been struggling with that is we had babies late in life. So I have a four-year-old and then I have a, at the time of this recording, an almost 15-month-old. So I had my youngest daughter, Sophia, when I was 39. And so I think that my two young girls are playing a big part in this because I want to be around for their life and it makes me so sad to think that when they're my age I'll be 80 right so it's just like that that doesn't help that's like thrown in the mental pot of like turmoil (laughs) in my head right now is that my life is statistically half over I'll not be as healthy and young and agile as I was in my 20s. And I want to be around to see my girls grow up because I had them when I was older. Um, I had my first son when I was 19. So I know I'll be around, you know, until he's really old, too. So it's these younger ones that I had when I was older in life that has really uh, like um, added to the mental struggle that I have right now of turning 40. So what do you do? Uh, what do you do when these mental battles are so loud and they're stealing a lot of joy and peace from you? These mental struggles that we have take up so much of our brain power. Sometimes it can be paralyzing. It can be hard to do anything else but like mull over in your mind these thoughts that you have that really aren't true well I mean I guess statistically my life is half over that's true (laughs) but the other ones you know like they don't have to be true Um, and so I want to get into the four steps that I discovered through this journey of dealing with being 40 so I can share it with you so you know If you're not 40 yet and you turn 40 and you struggle with this, then here you go. But whatever it is you're facing right now in this present season of your life, that's really a struggle for you. I believe that these steps will really help you in kind of uh, winning this battle, having victory over these thoughts that are consuming your mind. All right, so let's get into it. Step one, which might not be a surprise. (laughs) is to get in God's word. 
find out what he says about the situation that you're struggling with because his word is truth, right? And if we know the truth, it's going to set us free. And his word is the ultimate truth. So his word is where we need to be turning to whenever we have any problems in our lives. We need to find out what does God say about this struggle that I'm having, this battle that I'm having in my mind. And you might think, well, he doesn't say anything in there about turning 40. And that's true. But he does have things to say about whatever it is you're struggling with. It might not be like like the exact situation that you're going through, but the principles that are in the Bible can be applied to whatever it is you're going through, even if the Bible doesn't necessarily talk about, uh, let's say, if you really struggle with comparison and social media. Well, Instagram, they didn't have Instagram back in the Bible, <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's not going to be a verse in there about Instagram, but there are, uh, verses in there about being content with what you have, um, you know, not looking to other things for your, um, like security and stuff. So things like that, the principles could be applied to whatever it is you're struggling with. So how do you find it in the Bible? How do you find whatever it is you're looking for? Because, There's a lot of stuff in the Bible and you can't just flip through and like read the whole Bible in one sitting to find what you need. So this is where we turn to Google and I want you to Google scriptures about blank, whatever it is you're struggling with. uh, Scriptures about, we'll go back to um, if you struggle with social media and like comparing your life to other people's lives on social media. So you could do scriptures about being content, scriptures about not comparing my life to other people, um, scriptures about what God uh, says about me um, and finding my identity in him and not social media. Like literally just Google whatever it is that you are struggling with and the internet will you know, Google will spit out so many things that um, that can help you kind of point you to where you need to be in the Bible. Um, and, you know, a lot of these websites will list a bunch of different Bible verses um, that are related to the topic that you searched about. And so what I want you to do is just kind of read each verse, right, that uh, is displayed there and see which one kind of pops out at you. Um, I believe that that's the way the Holy Spirit will kind of nudge your heart in the right direction. And I know this has happened to me before, too, as I'm reading and just one just kind of like sticks out like, you know, like you have a little nudge in your heart. And um, and so that's the one I want you to kind of go to. So then the next thing I want you to do is to go to that scripture in the Bible. So you take it, whatever book and chapter and verse it is, open your Bible, go to that chapter, and then I want you to read the whole chapter or at least like the parts like before and after to kind of get a context of that scripture because it's important to know what is being said before and after that scripture so we can get kind of the full picture of what um, that verse is really talking about. And then I believe you'll get some revelation around that verse that kind of stuck out to you because I believe when it sticks out that's the Holy Spirit saying this this is the one you need 
to help you get victory over whatever it is you're struggling with. Uh, Another thing you can do instead of Googling is you can just start praying about the problem and then see if something comes to your mind. Because I believe that that's the Holy Spirit, again, bringing that verse up in your mind to kind of help you with that situation. That's why it's really important to spend time in the word. (laughs) Because if you don't hide that word in your heart, the Holy Spirit will have nothing to pull from. So like when we read it, it, when we read the Bible, it gets in our spirit. Now, I didn't memorize all these verses. I actually am horrible at memorizing (laughs) verses. Like, I just can't remember them. Like, I don't know. It's probably mom brain. So I'm not like memorizing these verses. But every time you read it, it gets stored in your heart and like deposited in there. And so like when something happens, you know, or you're praying about something, the Holy Spirit has all these verses that you have previously read and put in your heart to pull from, to bring back in your mind. Now, that's what happened to me. And I'll tell you about what my verse was what he pulled into my mind but like I didn't know which I knew the Bible or the chapter but you'll know why when I tell you that in a second but you might not know the book of the Bible you might not know the chapter you know and that's okay again that's where Google really comes in handy because you can just Google the verse that came in your mind and then you can quickly find where it's at in the Bible and then go to it in the Bible and read like I said before So for me, what I did specifically in this situation of me struggling with turning 40, um, I was praying about it and the Holy Spirit brought into my mind the verse about Job and how God blessed the second half of Job's life greater than the first. So I was like, oh, okay. So, but I knew that that was the very end of Job. (laughs) So I didn't have to like Google search that because I knew that it was, I didn't know like the chapter number and the verse number, but I did know it was in Job and it was at the very end of Job, like the very last part of that book. Um, And so I opened it up and this is why it's so important to not just take whatever verse comes in your mind and just run with that, but to read the whole, like, which I didn't read the whole chapter, but like the before and after parts of it, because then I found another verse that was really helpful, which I wouldn't have found if I had just said, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good verse. I'll just, you know, I'll just kind of uh, hold on to that one. I actually got more revelation that could be applied to this situation by reading, um, by opening the Bible and reading it. So the verse that originally came to my mind when I was praying about it was Job forty-two twelve. So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more in the beginning. How amazing is that? After everything Job went through, all the trials and struggles, and and I kind of relate to Job because of everything we've had to go through with losing Sam and then having the three miscarriages after. It was just a very Job season of life and still hard. You know, losing a child is never something that you just get over and eventually you don't struggle with it anymore. You learn to live with it. But it never really like goes away. Anyway, so I just kind of relate to to Job (laughs) a lot. But how awesome is that promise that the Holy Spirit so lovingly gave me 
that God blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than the first. That's such an amazing promise that I can cling to. But when I read the bef- like the parts before and after, I found another promise that I could cling to. Job 42.16 said, Then he died an old man who had lived a long, full life. How beautiful is that? Isn't that all of our prayers? We want to die of an And in our old age and looking back at our life, we can say we lived it. We lived this life to the full and we spent it with the people we care about and love. We didn't waste it. We lived it to the fullest, doing everything that God wanted us to do, spending time with our family, being together, because that at the end of our life is the most important thing. No one on their deathbed looks back and says, I wish I had worked more. I wish I had spent more time on social media or anything like that. It's always, I wish I had spent more time with the people I love, with my family, with my friends, because that is the most important thing in this life. And losing Sam concreted that for me. Family and your friends, the people in your life are the most important thing. God created us to be with him because he didn't want to be alone. He didn't want to have to just be by himself. So he created man and woman so to be with him, to have that relationship with him. And if we're made in his image, then, then that's in our hearts too, to have relationships with people. So we don't have to do this life alone. Okay, so you have these scriptures that the Holy Spirit has given you. Now what? So step two is I want you to pray that scripture that the Holy Spirit led you to. I want you to write it down. Uh, you can put it on a post-it note or on in a journal, a notebook, wherever it is that you'll see it so you can pray it. I have, uh, actually I have a list in my notes app in my phone. It's my prayer list. And I have like, I have it in the list where you can like check it off, you know, and I have different prayer requests that I pray every day and I have added these verses to pray um, and I put it in like a prayer format. So I don't just like quote the scripture. So I don't just say, so the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more in the beginning. Um, I made it personal, right? So I said, God, I thank you that you were going to bless the second half of my life even better than the first and that I will die at an old age with full mind and full mobility having lived a long full life so make it personal you know whatever verse it is turn it into a prayer and then pray it every day when you have your uh, prayer time just you know pray it read it verbatim um, because I believe praying God's scripture It never returns back void. It always accomplishes what it's sent out there to do. And there's nothing greater that you can pray than God's word. Because that is truth. That is ultimate truth. And the truth will what? Set you free. So step three. We have our scripture. We've written out a prayer. We've written the scripture down. So now... I want you to speak that promise that God showed you over your mind. 
2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us to take every thought captive. Every thought that enters into our mind, we need to, like, that's not a good thought. We need to be able to take control of that thought. And then we replace the lie that's in our mind with the promise that God gave us. Every time. So for me, like every time that I think my life is half over, the best part of my life is over. Um, when my girls get old, I'll be old too. You know, all these lies that that are consuming my mind. Every time that one of those comes into my mind, I literally will stop and say, God is going to bless the second half of my life even more than the first. I will live to an old age with full mind, full mobility, having lived a long, full life. Like literally every single time. And at the beginning, y'all, it might be multiple times a day that those thoughts come in. But I just immediately stop and be like, no, I'm taking this thought captive. I'm not going to let this lie sit in my mind anymore. I'm going to replace it with the truth that God has told me because I believe the truth over that lie that's trying to paralyze me because listen to this okay let's think about it if I really started believing that lie that my life is over and the best part of my life has already happened then what do you think's going to happen the second part of my life is not going to be greater than the first because I'm going to start believing and living out that law that's in my mind. Instead of getting victory over it and defeating it, it's going to own me. So it's going to come true. That law is going to come true. My second half of my life will not be better than my first. And so whatever lie it is in your mind that you're trying to get victory over, if you, if you don't try and... Um, or if you don't replace it with God's truth, then it will start becoming true in your life. And I don't want that. I know you don't want that either. So you just have to physically stop when you have that thought into your mind and say no. And then say whatever truth it is that the Holy Spirit gave you. Because I believe what he gave you will be the exact thing that you need to have victory over this problem in your mind. Because he knows, he knows what you need, right? He knows exactly what you need to get victory over this problem in your mind, this battle that you're struggling with. He has armed you with the very weapon you need to defeat that lie. So use it. And over time, you'll see you don't have to use it as much. Those lies start coming as much until eventually they stop. And this has happened to me before, so I know it's true. Now, at the beginning, you have to really be diligent. Don't let that lie sit in your mind. Because when it sits in there, it just kind of like starts growing roots. And then, you know, then it gets harder and harder to remove from your mind. And it starts growing bigger and bigger and bigger until it overwhelms you. And you really don't see any way out, right? So you need to stop every time and replace that lie with the truth until eventually it stops coming into your mind altogether. And then you know, I have won victory over this battle in my mind. So the last step, step four, is just to understand it's not 
a one and done thing. So the first time that you have this thought into your mind and you replace it with that truth that the Holy Spirit showed you, if you think that that's it, I mean, I am a very positive person, half glass full all the way, but I just want to tell you that's not true. Like it's not going to be just one and done. You can't replace it just that one time and then never have to do it again. It's not instant. Winning the battle over your mind is going to be uh, a repetitive thing that you're going to have to do until it goes away, right? It will stop. It will. But you have to be persistent in replacing that lie with the truth. And like I said, it, it'll be quite a bit at the beginning because that lie has just been in there just, you know, growing roots and, you know, and just kind of you've been feeding it. <laughs> you've been thinking about it. And so it's kind of grown. So it's going to take a little bit to pull those roots out and then throw it away altogether. But eventually you will get victory over that lie because you're replacing that lie with God's truth. And God's truth always wins over the lies of the enemy. Persistence is key. You can't give up. Just keep going. You will taste the freedom from that lie that's been holding you bondage and really taking your thoughts and your mind um, over. And then you won't struggle with it anymore. So what's one thing you can do? Y'all know I like to give you one thing to do at the end of every episode because what good is listening to something if you don't put it into action, right? So the one thing that I want you to do is as you were listening to this episode, what is the one thing that came into your mind? I know there's something. If you're struggling with something, you have already thought of whatever it is. The Holy Spirit has already started tapping at your heart's door saying, hey, you know, this thing right here that you're struggling with. Yeah, that's the thing. So whatever it is that he brought to your mind that you're thinking about right now, I want you to start with step one. I want you to either start praying about it, see if the Holy Spirit brings something or go to Google and say scriptures about blank. Start with start there. You have to start with finding your weapon against that lie. And the weapon is the word. So you have to find the scripture that you're going to be able to use to win victory over whatever it is you're struggling with mentally right now. And then I know going through these steps that you will get freedom from this. Love you, friends. I'll see you next time. Hi, friend. I hope this episode blessed you. The best advice I can give to be able to make it when a storm hits your life is to know who God is before it even starts to rain. I've created a free 31-day scripture calendar that will help you get to know who God is, His character. You can find this calendar plus bonus journaling pages and scripture cards all for free at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. This will also be linked in the show notes. I pray the foundation of your faith will be strengthened as you journey into the heart of the Father. I'll see you next time. Love you, friends.